Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, John. How's it going? Pretty good, man. What have you been up to? Well, I don't know. You've been busy this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's the last, last few days, for sure. I went out of town to Nashville Wednesday. I want to say hi to Joseph and Father and all those guys that were up there, Isaac and, and, and ladies that... At yeah. this young adult theology on tap in Nashville, it was a really great event. Sounds like he had a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just shared. They wanted me to share the conversion story and and talk about some of the things going on in the world today. And you know, in, in the college arena, especially, there's a lot of just confusion and isolation and loneliness and just you know what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, what am I getting myself into in this? You know, and all of this. So um, we talked through some of that and. And just shared a meal and enjoyed each other's company. But yeah, I came home uh, Thursday morning after that, and then uh, stayed with the family Thursday night. And enjoyed Angel and the kids and hung out. And then Friday morning, flew to Atlanta to uh, meet with uh, Ryan Foley, uh, you know, uh, my executive director now of mm-hmm. Pew Ministries, to go through the go it needs to the be ministry an applause and, button. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. To go through the ministry and, and just work what the, the future of Pew Ministries and what that's going to look like. And can't really share a lot of that here until we get it all ironed out. But there's some exciting things going yeah. on for sure. Um, and one other exciting thing that's happened in the last few days is we picked up another sponsor. So, you know, for guys that are doing Exodus 90, continue on that journey. I am, Victor is. I'm, uh, I've had my stumbles, I'll admit yes. that. And, uh, you know, have, have tried to work through them. I have messed up some. Uh, it's hard on the road, too, by the way, when you're trying mm-hmm. to keep us, but not an excuse. Um, there's things I still have to work on. But um, Exodus 90, you're still going through that journey. We are, too, for you know the rest of these 90 days towards Easter. But, yeah, we had Covenant Eyes reach out. And, you know, we've talked a lot on this show about pornography and things like that. And if you don't know what Covenant Eyes is, it's an accountability software, uh, you know, screen accountability for your house, for you. You know, a lot of guys obviously use it to help in the fight against pornography. But it's it's more than that. It can protect your children. You know, if you've got kids and everybody, you know, for the most part has some sort of devices in their house that their kids can get their hands on at one time or another. So Covenant Eyes, you can put it for the whole family. You get accountability partners with it. You're able to see what your kids are looking at, block what your kids are able to look at. Uh, It's really just uh, state-of-the-art stuff. I mean, Mm -hmm. it even captures what's on your screen. I use it at my house, so it'll send me something every day that shows me what I looked at on all my devices, and it'll say, you know, there was an issue or there wasn't, but it shows you these screen, uh, the actual pictures of the screen. But you know, this is something that, that it works well with our ministry. Um, it's actually going to partner with the Narrow Road too, Covenant Eyes. So excited about that. But, you know, look, don't let sexual sin hold back your growth, guys. With, with Covenant Eyes, you'll be able to confidently live a porn-free life of integrity and enjoy deep and meaningful relationships with God, your family, and friends. We've talked about that before. Pornography can put a drive a, a, a real wedge between those you love and God and everything else. Yeah. So uh, this is something that will help you. You can go to Covenant Eyes, obviously, um, or you can go to look in the show notes of the show and you'll be able to see a link where you can sign up and get a 30-day free trial. So uh, I also want to say thank you to the new patrons. We picked up several over the weekend. Uh, William, Gary, Joseph, Steve. 
Thank you so much for joining. Uh, every one of them joined at the narrow road level. So excited about that. That's something that's coming out in March. And in fact, I want to tell you, you know, we're doing the show on uh, today's the 8th, but this show will be airing on the 15th. So I wanted to go ahead and do a show that talks about the narrow road. That's what we're going to do today. But it's important for me to say, if this is something that you want to take part in in your life, this narrow road that's going to come to you every month and walk you through the steps that that you need to continue in your life to, to be the man that God calls you to be, it's a helpful, simple guide for you. Um, then you need to go ahead and make the decision to sign up before the 22nd so we can get these shipped out and they reach your door before March the 1st and you can start participating in it with everybody else. So that being said, the narrow road is what we're talking about tonight. I had so many people reach out and say, can you just talk about it? What was the uh, what was the um, idea behind it? What was the Where did it come from? Why are you doing it? Why now? And so I wanted to address some of that, you know, uh, through the last couple of months with talking with people, it was very evident that this ministry has always been focused on virtue. Maybe not to me. I was just praying and asking God, what do you want mm-hmm. us to talk about? But uh, it, it's pretty evident that we've been talking about vices that we struggle with and the opposite virtues and how to live in the way that Christ calls us to. I think it started kind of when we, we did the initial men's club, men's group, church group. Mm-hmm. We had a bag that everyone threw in things they're struggling with. Sure. Remember yeah. that? And in mm-hmm. the early early podcast you'll hear we'll pull stuff out of the bag that's what that was sure it was where everyone wrote something that they're really struggling with and how to gain virtue from that mm-hmm. and that's kind of where it came from I guess. Yeah. yeah yeah it was we were really working off things that men mm-hmm. were dealing with you know it wasn't we weren't guessing at it you know for those first 40 30 40 shows we were really just going off what men were telling us and then you know we sort of adapted and moved in different ways as the spirit moved us but uh you know that's a great point and you know, in those days, in the beginning, a lot of guys struggled with the readings and struggled with prayer and struggled with all of this stuff. And we'd talk about it. And then you'd have a certain number of guys that would call every week, usually me, because I was leading the group, but, uh, and would say, you know, I, I'm trying, I'm trying to read the scriptures, but I don't understand them. Or I'm trying to pray, but I keep forgetting or whatever it is. And that it would just come up again and again and again. And, you know, a lot of things that would be said in the beginning too, was like, this is hard. This is hard. I don't want like I feel guilty when I don't do it, and and it's just this is just so much of a regiment every day. And really, it was like we're just asking you to pray, to read scripture, right, yeah. and to try to like turn your back on virtue. Uh, of course, when you're when you're not living that in your life, it's going to seem like, gosh, this is just too much to ask of me and all that. And and what I started to see was when when guys weren't being reminded, when when they were falling off, and and were you know really being honest about it. You could see it in their lives, like where they were, they wouldn't show up for a while to the men's group, or, um, or they would just not really share. And you know, it, it made it very apparent to me that we need some help along the way. I needed help. I didn't know what I was doing when I came off of, you know, being in trouble and and, and, and coming home to Angela and and not really knowing what I was supposed to be. I just knew I couldn't do the things I was doing anymore, or I would lose my family and my my children for good, my wife, and my job. Um, I knew it had to be different, and I knew it, it had to do with Christ, but the, the Holy Spirit led me through just reading the Bible again and, and starting to really interpret, like or trying to interpret what God was saying to me through it, uh, through prayer, all of those things. And that's what changed my life, and it's what continues to keep me changing. You know, we make the mistake a lot of times of thinking that I've converted, and that's it. But it's a constant conversion in our life. We've talked about that on the show before. And a lot of times, even when we we are in a good place with the Lord, we can get fat and happy 
and stop doing the things that got us there. Mm-hmm. And and then we fall right back into the things that we were doing before. So that's where the narrow road really came from. And, and you know, you and I have done a show called Gut Check where we talked about a lot of this stuff. And, um, and I want to kind of go back over some of that today. You can go back and listen to the whole Gut Check episode if you, if you find what we're going to talk about today interesting. But um, I want to say that basically life is a journey, right? There's two roads that we can choose between to travel on that journey. One leads to heaven and one leads to hell. And which one we choose is up to us. The problem is the world, you know, is always trying to entice us and trying to tempt us with comfort and ease and and just make yourself happy with anything and everything. Make yourself as comfortable as possible. And that's true happiness and true joy, which we've talked about is completely not. It's fleeting. And right. that's why we're always searching for the next high or the next thing or you know, if you're a guy that's done drugs or you drink, it's never enough. You two beers isn't enough, four beers isn't enough, six beers isn't enough. Next thing you know, you're 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 a full fledged alcoholic. Or in my case with cocaine, one line isn't enough, two line isn't enough, you know, and you find yourself getting to to a very bad point in your life. And and that's what happens when we start to depend and, and place our hope and everything in the world. But Christ tells us in a couple of different places in the gospel, um, he talks about this narrow way, this narrow gate, the narrow path, the narrow door. And, you know, as I was looking through all this, I actually found a verse from Isaiah, Isaiah 35, 8. And it really hearkens to this. It says, a highway will be there called the holy way. No one unclean may pass over it, but it will be for his people. No traveler, not even fool, shall go astray on it. Now, what he's talking about there is this highway called the holy way. I mean, what does that sound like? It sounds like where Jesus is talking about in the New Testament, Matthew 7, uh, 13 through 14, enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction. And those who enter through it are many. How narrow the gate and constricted the road that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Right? Then you've got again in Luke, Luke 13, 24, someone asked him, Lord, only a few people will be saved. He answered them, strive to enter through the narrow door, for many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. All of this is about walking that narrow road, you know, following that journey down that road, that it's going to be hard. I mean, Christ tells tells us in other places in the Bible that people are going to hate you because they hated me. You're going to be persecuted because I was persecuted. You look at what happened to the apostles. Every one of them was martyred beside John, mm-hmm. and that's really because they couldn't find out a way to kill him, yeah. you know, so, um, but you know, it all it all leads back to Christ pointing to this narrow way. And, and where we found this, which we talked about on Gut Check, is right after the Beatitudes. So he goes through all the Beatitudes of basically saying, this is what it is to live the Christian life. This is what you have to do to follow me. And he goes through and he talks about several other things in that discourse. And then he gets to the, the house is built on two different foundations. He starts getting to the people knocking on the door that that and he says, I never knew you, the talk part we've talked about before. And then he starts on this this narrow road as well. And he's trying to tell us that, look, like, yeah, life is gonna throw a lot of things at you. There's gonna be a lot of stuff out there to distract you. The only way you're going to get to heaven is by walking this narrow road that I've put in front of you, this road that I've laid out in front of you. And the thing is, the Lord doesn't leave us to that on our own. He doesn't leave us in our own devices. He doesn't, you know, put us in a, a 1989 Pinto with no GPS or anything and say, find your way, right? He gives you a map and that map has to do with prayer and scripture and virtue. Uh, the three things that he leads us to. Does Pintos have GPS? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. man. I, maybe not, Gremlins, huh? They might now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they even make them anymore. My point was right. back before we had all these things that you can close your eyes and get where you're going. Yeah. Well, um, to go off what you're saying, um, 
you know, not diminishing any of this because, um, you know, from my perspective only, you know, the unique thing about the Catholic faith is, is for, for me, is a multitude of many things perspective. Mm-hmm. But I think for me that really spoke something internally was penance. Because I think, you know, in my tradition, penance really wasn't discussed. Yeah. It was like, God loves you, God's forgive you. If you have a forgiving heart and you ask for forgiveness, you're good. But the thing is, we have to really work to, to seek, I don't want to harm you again. I don't want to sin against you anymore. You know, I pray fast. You do things to show that you are really humbled and you really want to change your life. And I think that's what penance is, the set essence of it, is like you are working towards saying, God, I am so sorry for having offended you. I do not want to sin again. Right. Please help me get back to where I need to be, to where I am, and you know, with you, align with you and your will. And that's what penance is all about, I think, when, as a Catholic faith, is that we hear that, but we don't always practice that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we, we go to confession, reconciliation, fantastic. And we have a penance, right? Whatever, mm-hmm. the Hail Mary or Our Father, whatever, but more so deeper, what are we going to do? Right. How are we going to change it? Well, and what is that penance? Like it's right. most it's most of the time it's a prayer, right? Yeah. They give you prayer and that's that's something that that is part of that roadmap, right? Is is we have to be men of prayer. You know, if we're going to walk this road to holiness and to virtue and 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 to get to heaven, then prayer has got to be a huge part of our life. Um I mean, that's that's really where my life started to change after I got out of jail was starting to pray and it was awkward and I didn't know how and I'd forgotten how because it'd been so many years since I'd talked to the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, been 17 years oh, really since I've been ticket. in church. Right. right we had to go into, well, we were yeah, saved. we had presumption and all That's that. That's what I'm saying. We are presumptions sure. big time. Yeah. But even then I was praying. Like yeah. when you go 17 years without really talking to the Lord, it's hard to talk again, right? It's not like seeing, it wasn't like riding a bike for me at least. So you know, I had to work at that. I had those awkward conversations and then I, you know, you come into the beauty and the treasure trove of the Catholic church and there's 8 million prayers you can pray. And right. what do I pray when? And should I be praying prayer? If you, if you really want more about that, listen to the episode we did the other day with Matthew Leonard, because he walked us through that really well. But the fact is we need to pray every day. If you want your life to change, you need to be in a conversation with God. And I don't mean a one-sided conversation. I mean, telling him the things that are going on in your life, um, thanking him, praising him, but then also asking for what he wants in your life, opening yourself to his will. If we're not doing that every day, we're missing out. We need scripture too. Um, you know, we need to, how can we know what God is asking of us or what he wants us to say or do right. if we aren't reading his word every day? Like the directions are there and the, and the things that he wants to show us and the characters in the Bible, the places we are in our life. There's, there's other examples of that. We're not the only ones that have gone through things in our life. And God answers that in a mighty way in right. the scripture. Yeah. And, you know, I've said this before, you know, I was doing those Minute for the Pews and I just hadn't had time in the last, you know, six months because we've changed the way we're doing some things. But, you know, I did that for two years. So I went through the readings, you know, and there was a lot of times I'm like, I know I've done a video on this and I'm going to say the same thing. And then I'd go back and look and it was completely different because I was at a different place in my life and God had a different message for me and for what he wanted me to share with people through that message that day than he did the first time. Um, But we have to be in the word every day. If we want to know truly, God, what is your will? I don't know very many people that claim to, you know, hear, have a hear God's voice, you know, echoing down from the heavens saying, John, do this today and don't do that today. So we have to really spend time in prayer and scripture to discern that so that we can live out his will in our life every day. The other piece is virtue, right? In the catechism, I just want to go over this because it's such a big part of the narrow road that we're going to talk about some more in a minute. But, you know, the catechism says virtue is a habitual and firm disposition to do the good. 
It allows the person not only to perform good acts, but to give the best of himself. The virtuous person tends toward the good with all his sensory and spiritual powers. He pursues the good and chooses it in his concrete actions. This is, this is where we have to start changing as men. The scriptures, prayer, God starts to tell us what we need to do in our life, who we need to be, who he created us to be. And it calls us out of vice and sin and, and just this comfort of life and calls us into live virtue. Um, you know, that's really when a man starts to change is that narrow road, the, the cobblestones of that road are made of virtue. You know, if you look at it that way, instead of an asphalt road, cobblestones are individual stones on a road. Like if you, this is probably not the best thing to say with a virtue show, but if you go down to Beale Street in Memphis, those are made of cobblestones, right? Mm-hmm. It's an old tiny street. That made me, that image makes me think of like, here's a stone that's humility. Here's patience. Here's temperance. Here's, and that road to, to heaven is paved with virtue. And so we, if we're going to make it on that narrow road, then we have to practice virtue in our life. And the one thing that, that really um, with the narrow road inspired this part about virtue is, you know, we were meeting every week and one week we would talk about pornography and the next week we'd talk about anger. The next week we would talk about, you know, whatever other sin we were talking about. And those were good things men needed to share in that. But we moved from subject to subject in an hour's time. That's not enough time to change our life. Mm-hmm. To live virtue, you have to practice it in your life. It's no different than trying to excel in anything else, a sport or, or anything else you want to be good at. You have to put it into practice. So the three parts, when we sat down to make this narrow road, this guide for men, this simple guide, the one thing we wanted to do was not to make it overbearing, not to make it overwhelming, because you and I both know we've been places in our life where we go to you know, you say, I'm going to read a book tonight and you pick up War and Peace, you're probably going to put it down and never pick it up again because it's like 900 pages or whatever. Now, our spiritual life can be the same way. Guys, we just get overwhelmed. Sometimes we get overzealous, right? We have that Holy Spirit moment. I want to be different. And you pile all this stuff on your plate and you start failing at it all. And then guess what? You stop doing everything and you mm-hmm. find yourself back in that rut again or possibly even further away because you didn't have something simple to go by. And that's what this is, this narrow road. And it starts with the prayer, right? Like, so every, like we talked about, you're going to get this book every month. And there's a reflection there from me every month on the first, on whatever virtue it is. So March will be charity. And there's a, there's a, um, a reflection there with the catechism, scripture, um, and my own thoughts there. And then every week when I was looking at this, I was like, well, you know, first of all, we need to pray. So I went and looked and I found an act of charity prayer. And it's something that just gets you praying every day. Right, like say this every day, so I know at least I'm going to have some time with God there for a few minutes, even if it's only saying that prayer. Now, let's bring up the opportunities for grace chart too. Now, most people say, "Well, what is that?" And that opportunities for grace chart is what it is. It's not commitments; it's opportunities for grace that helped change my life. When I started saying, "You know what?" They got this thing called adoration, and I started going once a week, or once every two weeks, or man, confession. I can go more often than just you know, Lent. <laughs> right. And yeah. so I, when I started doing that in my life, then my life started changing more. Um, when I started realizing that life was about my wife and my kids instead of me, then there was more graces that came out of the time I spent with my wife and my kids putting them first. So this chart is all about individual things like daily mass, morning prayer, night prayer, time with your wife, time with your kids, uh, adoration, confession, simple things that you can choose not made you do. Nobody's keeping up with this but you and God. But you can choose to have an opportunity for God to bestow that grace upon you through that act. And every one of those acts fit right into prayer, right? Confession, penance is a prayer. You know, um, 
daily mass. That's a prayer. Adoration. You're in front of God, offering yourself as a prayer. Um, with your wife and your kids, the time with them could be offered up as a prayer of self-sacrifice for another. So that all feeds into the prayer aspect of this to where you're living prayer all through your life, not just hitting my knees for five minutes or three minutes or one second and saying, thank you, God, I love you. Amen. Or good, 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 you know, good food, good meat, good God, let's eat. But like actual time all day, turning your life into an entire prayer to these acts that God wants to grace you with. The next part of scripture, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've found answers to my life's problems or to what God was calling me out of a behavior by reading scripture every day. Most men, we don't do it. We get lazy. We say, well, I don't have my manificat or I don't have time to look up an app or download it or any of that stuff. How many times do we hear that in the group, right? But the fact is when your life's messed up and, and, you, and you're coming around saying, man, everything's out of whack. My wife and my kids and I are fighting. My job's out of whack. Almost every time I could go to that person and say, are you praying? No. Are you reading scripture? No. When's the last time you've been to mass? I don't remember. Do one of those things and come back and talk to me. Mm -hmm. And just one of those things would make a difference in that person's life. And so that's what this is. This, This narrow road is nothing more than an opportunity for you to have a book there for 30 days every month or 28 days, I guess, if it was February, but, but to put in front of you and to say, I've got these opportunities for grace. I've got helps and videos that I'm going to do too to walk through that that virtue and then how to live it in the main relationships of my life. That's the part with virtue, right? Scripture tells you what God wants you to be, how to be that, what to stay away from. All the things that God reveals to us in Scripture helps us in many ways. But then when you look at virtue, you really have to, how am I going to practice virtue, right? I can say I want to be humble, but that doesn't make me humble. Mm -hmm. I have to go out and do it. Well, how do I do that? Well, first it starts with God right? Look at charity. You can't be charitable to anybody else. You can't love anyone else until you've accepted the love of the Father. You understand the love of the Father and you're loving him back, right? That's what feeds that that ability to be charitable with other people. That's what feeds your ability to be humble with other people. So you're walking this four weeks of the month, one with God. We always have to start with God. Then the next important person in our life is our spouse. Then the next important person is our children. And the next is our neighbor. And that's the idea of this of this guide. It's not only let's talk about it, because there's so many things out there that talk about it. There's content everywhere that just talks about stuff. This is actually, I'm putting it into place in my life so that every day you're going to read the gospel, you're going to pray that act of charity prayer or litany of humility or whatever it is on the given month that matches with that virtue. You're going to read the gospel reading, and then it's asking you, what is God saying to me? Not Bishop Barron, not Father Mike Schmitz, not Father Larry Richards, not John Edwards, not Deacon Jeff Trzymski. But uh, I just dropped his name, too. Yeah, he just, his ears <laughs> but, picked up. That's right. Yeah. He's like, uh, I, I thought he was asleep. No, but uh, <laughs> but it's, it's not what, what they're saying. But what is God saying to me? I can have people talk to me all day long, but, till, but until I open and have, I understand how God wants to talk to me personally, that's when it changes you. That's when you're going to pull the nuggets out of it to change your life. So you, that's an opportunity there to write that stuff down. And think how cool that is in 15 years when you're moving or, you know, I don't know how cool this would be, but if you passed, mm-hmm. you know, and your kids go and open a box and they find all these journals and these monthly things about conversations that their father had with God about scripture. And then at the bottom where we're living this virtue out and how am I loving God today? How am I loving my wife? How am I loving my kids? How am I being humble with my neighbor? What, how am I being patient with God? Whatever it is like in that virtue that month where they can see, man, my dad didn't just talk this. He practiced it. Right. And it's going to help us learn this so that 30 days over the course of 30 days, 
you learn that virtue in your life, you begin to live it, and then you move on to another virtue. You don't leave the other behind, but they grow and they build on each other, just as that cobbled road is putting stones down here, and then stones past them, and then stones past them, all the way to the destination. So that's that's what we're trying to do here. And guys, like if you're wanting something, if you've been looking for something that is easy to do, that's not going to take a lot of your time, that's not asking you to give your life away. Uh, I mean, God's asking you to give your life away, but it's not going to give your life away in hours all day long to do. Then I really think you should you should consider signing up for this for no other reason than it's going to help everyone around you. This isn't something that the ministry is making a lot of money on. I can tell you it costs there's like a dollar difference between the printing, the shipping, and what we're actually putting this at on that $20 level at the patron level. So guys, this is for no other reason than to help you. For so long, we've been getting messages and emails and things about guys saying, do you have anything for men? Do you have anything that can help? And look, I know that what's happened to me in my life, it may not be what everybody needs, but everyone needs prayer, scripture, and to live virtue and a simple way to do it. And I think that's what this is, what God has given this to be and what I hope it can be for all you out there listening right now. Well, and the destination for the narrow road is to God's heart. Yeah. And by doing so, you're also leading your family with you as well, and that's a great thing. Yeah, it is, and and that's the goal. We're not here for ourselves. Right. And as you learn virtue, that selfishness, all that other stuff that you fight with on a daily basis gets easier and easier to say no to because you're building upon these virtues, and that's what God has called us to, to be a man after his own heart, and God is holy. The way to holiness is through virtue, is saying no to vice. You're going to have, at times, both in your heart, right? I can be virtuous one moment and, and, and full of vice the next. But the goal here is to root out all of that vice so that your heart is full of nothing but virtue. And God's given us the tools, as you mentioned, penance and other things earlier, to be able to make sure that that's what happens. But look, I mean, like I said in the beginning, you know, there are, there's, there are two roads that we could choose between to travel on in this journey right and and one of them leads to heaven and to jesus and to eternal happiness and joy and glory and one leads to hell now you may think you're in internal joy and happiness and everything right now living in the comfort of your own world the devil you know convinces us that there's nothing wrong a lot of times and where we are that we're perfect and everything's fine but that's not the case and if you want to be with christ forever then you got to do what he says and be one of the few who will find it and you do it by practicing the things that we've talked about here today so guys, look, this is going to be out there in March. Order it by the uh, February the 22nd. Even if you don't, just listen to what we said today and try to live that narrow road in your life. So let's take it to prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, the allure and temptations of the world can be almost unbearable at times, but it is in these moments that you can, you can call us to be different. Help us to remember that the temptations of comfort and ease are just a trap that lead us down the wide road to hell. And Father, whenever we are presented with a choice between vice and virtue, give us the courage to walk the narrow road that leads to you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.